inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy and teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Have you ever wondered... Have you ever wondered if there's a battle waging? Have you ever wondered why you seem to be in a battle all the time? Have you ever wondered what the words to fight the good fight mean? You've heard that, right? We're, We're all supposed to be fighting the good fight. What is the good fight? I mean, that's a fair question. You know, what's going on with... Like It Matters with Scott Black, with uh, our training, with our podcast, with everything I do, we're, we're rebranding it. We're, we're bringing some clarity. We're bringing some conciseness. We're, we're figuring out the way to, to move forward so that more people can find us, more people can use us, because I feel like we're having an Esther moment that we were prepared for such a time as this, that I've been doing my training for 31 years, and I've been learning for the last eight plus years how to connect with people on the radio. Why? Because of the prayer of Jabez. Lord, please expand my territory and increase my responsibility. Keep me from harming. That's why. And so we're working to get clarity of message because to me it all blends. The sociology, the physiology, the psychology, the biology, the the theology, the ologyologies, it all blends. And today on Like It Matters Radio, I'm continuing the discussion about the transition to way of warrior. Where way of warrior comes from for the last... Uh, I don't know, 12, 13, 14 years, I've been sending out a regular daily scripture text and not just a, uh, a verse from the Bible, but explanation. Because the word that's not applied uh, uh, really has very little value. Words are nothing more than a whole bunch of letters put together without the energy to back them up. And what makes the Bible holy is it's set apart. It has authority. And so we treat it differently. And so we're transitioning into what it is I do. And really what I do is I get people ready for the good fight. That's what the way of the warrior is. And then what we have to decide is what is the good fight? Because we have generalizations, we have distortions, uh, we have ways that we limit input and information so that we don't get overwhelmed. Deletions, distortions, and generalizations are the three ways we filter. And so we talk in generalities a lot. So the good fight. The good fight is what's called anomalization. See, anomalization falls in the category of words called generalizations. What makes anomalization anomalization is you cannot put it in a wheelbarrow. You cannot put love in a wheelbarrow. It's anomalization. You cannot put success in a wheelbarrow. It's anomalization. You can't put the good fight in a wheelbarrow. It's an anomalization. But we got to understand, see, the key is understanding we don't need justice. 
We need mercy. We need grace. We need understanding. All you out there marching for justice, I guarantee you when justice comes knocking at your door, you're not home. Justice doesn't come on this side of attorney. Justice comes on the other side of attorney. If we all got justice, we, what we just deserved, our just, uh, we would not be happy. We need understanding. We need mercy. We need forgiveness. We need grace. And if those are things we need, then we better be given them. So we've got to understand that when we understand our reason why, it's all about the why, then it's easier to commit heart, body, and soul. See, heart, body, and soul is everything you have. Because if I take away your heart, I take away your body, I take away your soul, what's left? None, honey. Crunch. You see, it's impossible to get even in the zip code. You can't get close to significance without being emotionally involved. And most people shut off their heart a long time ago. They're emotionally detached. It's the quarterback in the NFL. It's got layers and layers and layers and layers of protection so no one can ever get to it. Significance without emotional involvement does not exist. So we must figure out what is our good fight. That is what initiates the power source. It is from the power source of the emotion, the heart, that makes it the good fight. The existential questions of who am I, why am I here, must be decided before we can commit heart, body, and soul. There are many people who've made uh, protection of the unborn their good fight. I've got lots of friends. And so today, on Like It Matters Radio, today on the Hour of Power, we're going to be joined by E.V. Osment. E.V. is Vice President of Communications for Susan B. Anthony, Pro-Life America. And we're going to discuss the game that's being played by California Governor Gavin Newsom and the radical woke. We're going to talk about the good fight. Now, this is going to be focused more on the, 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 um, the issue of abortion because this is Susan B. Anthony's good fight. Many of my friends, Cliff Hamilton, used to work at uh, Kraft Foods, one of my good executive friends. Uh, his good fight was this as well. See, we got to realize that we have one life to live, and then it's appointed for man to die one time, and then comes the judgment. I tell a story all the time. When uh, George Bernard Shaw, the famous writer, was near the end of his life, he was with a group of reporters. And the group asked him, uh, one of the reporters asked him, hey, hey, George, knowing what you know now, if you had the opportunity to start all over again, live your life over again, knowing what you know now, but you could pick anybody you wanted to be, any political leader, religious leader, anybody you wanted, and you got a chance to live your life all over again, who would you be, George? Who would you be? And with that, George pondered the question. And after a few minutes of pondering, he started pontificating. He said, you know what, knowing what I know now, if I could live my life all over again and be anybody I wanted to be, well, that's easy. I would be the George Bernard Shaw that I could have been. Such a powerful statement. See, what he was talking about was living his life to his full potential without the fear, without the doubt, without the limiting belief systems, without carrying his chains of pain from his past into other people's future. 
See, for a couple of hundred years, uh, majority of the world wanted to be like America. And now about, you know, when Barack Obama started, kind of started this, that all of a sudden now we wanted to start, we wanted to be like the rest of the world. Do you notice the shift? But now let's bring this personal. How about you? Are you living your life in such a way that other people want to be like you? Or are you living your life in such a way that you just want to be like everybody else? See, today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going we're gonna to talk to a woman who's part of an organization who believes they know what the good fight is. And my question to you is, do you know what your good fight is? What are you willing to lay it all on the line for? See, once you figure that out, life changes. I know why I'm here. I'm here to help people be all they can be. I'm here to help people have a personal relationship with the God of the Bible. I'm here to help people do personal improvement, personal development, to, to grow as much as they want to in the short time we're on this planet. And I'm here because of logotherapy, the purpose-driven life. Because when you know why you're here, then what to do is a lot easier. And today, we're going to talk about the good fight. And that good fight is protecting those that need protecting. And I don't know any group of people that needs more protection than those that are unborn, that are still occupying the womb of a woman. So after the break, let's break it down. Don't go anywhere. You want to be here for this conversation. We'll be right back. Give me 48 hours and I will give you a new beginning. Give me 48 hours and I will give you hope. Give me 48 hours and I will give you your power back because between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is your freedom. It is your power. At Like It Matters Leadership Awakening, 48 hours will change the course of your life. Discover the very purpose of your life along with the ability to achieve. Give Mr. Black 48 hours in the next Leadership Awakening. Sign up at likeitmatters.net slash schedule. If I was your mother and you had a drug problem, I'd grab you by the ear and make you call and get help. You can be in treatment tomorrow and start to get clean in seven days. Follow mom's advice and call the Detox and Treatment Helpline now. Write this number down. 800-210-7907. 800-210-7907. 800-210-7907. That's 800-210-7907. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black. And today, we are talking about the good fight. You know, the way of the warrior is really all about, you know, fighting the good fight. And, and I'm not talking about, you know, with guns and ammo and blades and bullets. I'm not talking about like that. Uh, Paul tells us that we're to call to fight the good fight. Paul talked near the end of his life. He said he had fought the good fight. Jesus, when he walked this planet, said, I'm about my father's business. He was always busy. Only one thing he was busy about was his father's business. He knew the good fight. And today, I'm asking, do you know what your good fight is? 
that's what existential is all about. You know, when I bring up the word existential, people think I'm talking about existentialism, you know, a system of ideas made famous by Jean-Paul Sartre, right, in the 1940s. That's not what I'm talking about. Existential means your existence, means your essence, your whole reason for existing. What is the meaning of life? And more importantly, what is the meaning of your life? Why did God create you as a unique individual you are? Who are you essentially? What's your greater purpose? What are you living your life for? What happens when we die? Is there God? And if so, what's his or her nature? What's his or her name? See, these are questions all leaders should ask themselves. And to me, as I go into those existential questions, it brings me to logotherapy. Dr. Viktor Frankl talked about man's will to meaning. And logotherapy is based on the premise that humans are driven to find a sense of meaning and purpose in life. And according to Frankel, life's meaning can be discovered in three different ways, by creating a work or accomplishing some task, by experiencing something fully or loving somebody fully, by the attitude that one adopts toward unavoidable suffering. And our next guest, really, if you take a look at what she does, she really covers two of the three with her work with Susan B. Anthony, Pro-Life America. And so I love having uh, the ladies from Susan B. Anthony join me because they know what their good fight is. Uh, they're fighting for the innocents. They are fighting for people uh, today that really nobody seems to care about. Uh, but there's a group of powerful uh, people, a great organization called the Susan B. Anthony Pro-Life America Organization uh, that they know what their good fight is. So let's welcome Evie to Like It Matters Radio. How are you doing, Evie? Hey, Scott, thank you so much. And gosh, what a what a wonderful uh, uh, lead in and words that you just shared. <laughs> I mean, that's really what well, we're doing. It's it's a culture of life now that finally, after 50 years of Roe v. Wade, where the Supreme yeah. Court had their thumb on the scales of life, we've got an opportunity now to really activate and, our voices and be an advocate for life. And you guys are so active. And, uh, you know, there are times, i got to be honest with you, Evie, uh, I get a little discouraged. Uh, you know, I looked mm -hmm. at last election. I thought Biden was crazy. Like, what are you doing making abortion an issue like this? You're going to lose so many votes. And he didn't. They actually knew what they were doing. And that scares me more than anything else. And the games that are being played, and I, I know it's fifth-generation warfare. I know it's manipulation. And we got to expose those things. So tell us about the newest game being played by the liberals. And, and it's really all about abortion. It really comes down to abortion. What is, what's going on in California? Yeah, uh, well, you're right. This is the latest game. And I've got to say— you know, it is easy to get discouraged sometimes, but I've got to tell you, when we bring light to this situation, when we bring clarity and transparency, yeah. people reject the pro-abortion on-demand platform Amen. of the now left and abortion lobby. They do not abide it. They do not want it. And that's why we have got to tell them what is going on. So the more education, the more light the more we are seeing yeah. people really understand how to build a culture of life. But in California, this is just another egregious example to your point of, of just uh, blatant pro-abortion politics, which is Governor Gavin Newsom. Um, we all know Diane, uh, Senator Dianne Feinstein recently passed away, and so her Senate seat was left open. Um, and until the election, Governor, Governor Gavin Newsom was able to handpick someone 
and put them in that position. Now, who do you think he handpicked? There were other candidates, you know, that were open to run. He chose blatantly and strategically the Emily's List president. That is a multi-million dollar Democrat donor abortion lobby fundraiser. This honestly is the most in-your-face pay-to-play system that we haven't really seen to this point. I mean, we've known that it's gone on, you know, behind closed doors, but this is out in the open. This is, you know, I'm challenging you. Here we go. You know, scratch your back. You scratch my back, I scratch your yeah, and Emily's List. This is a this is an organization I'm familiar with. Their number one goal. What is their What is their mission statement? Do you know what? It's to promote abortion, correct? At any time, correct? Yes. Yes, that's right. That's exactly it. And I've got to tell you, I mean, it's in one direction. The group spent one hundred one hundred and twelve million. $112 million in the 2020 wow. presidential election and then $102 million in the 2022 midterms, um, and they're just funding Democrats for for what? For, so for them to do the mouthpiece on abortion on demand. And yeah. they want – let me just be very clear. They list no limits on abortion. They want abortion on demand, no limits paid for by the taxpayer. Wow. Matter of fact, uh, we have a clip. Uh, and the woman's name, her name is LaFonza Butler. Is that, am I pronouncing her name right, LaFonza? That's correct. And I got to point out one last thing. She's not even a California resident. She's from Maryland. That's the weirdest thing. So Gavin Newsom. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Hey, uh, Spencer, you got a clip, I think about a 30-second clip, about LaFonza Butler talking about the importance of abortion. Could you play that clip, Spencer? Right now, it's our turn to use every lesson we've learned, every relationship we've built, and raise every dollar we can to ensure that we vote out every single person out of office who does not stand with protecting abortion access. Because we know that protecting abortion access, it means freedom. Freedom for every woman to choose her own destiny. Wow. Freedom. Well, that that child has no freedom. That child is in a prison, and depending on how the warden is, it's either going to be a good time or a bad time, and it's just stunning. There's no freedom there, and yet the entire focus, she says this, every dollar, every contact— Everything. See, what I hear, Evie, is they're all in. And, Mm -hmm. man, if we don't get all in, there's going to be a lot more. I think, what, 60, over 60 million babies we've killed already, roughly? Is that correct? Yeah. Scott, I mean, you make a good point. They're relying on our complacency in order to push this forward. And they're relying on ambiguity in the end. She said reproductive freedom. Define that. Tell the American yeah. people exactly what you mean, point by point, and let them decide. I guarantee if you're clear and transparent with your no limits, all trimester abortions paid for by the taxpayer, it will be reject- rejected. Yeah, and this is what people don't realize. This is what they're doing. I mean, we got a couple clips here. Uh, hey, Spencer, go ahead and play a clip number two for us, please, real quick. What is it that you believe? I mean, what week of pregnancy should abortion access be cut off? We need to restore the protections of Roe versus Wade. It's all she says. She says uh, it's almost like a robot. Kamala Harris, there's Mm. no emotion. 
there's just a set answer and 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 play the play the other one spencer the third clip please does the president have a clear belief in what he thinks the restrictions should be on or if there should be any restrictions on abortion? You've been asked this before, but I just want to get a clear answer. The president's view is that women should be able to make choices about their own health care. I'm not going to detail it further beyond what he said in the past from here. Restrictions? Again, I'm not going to detail his opinion. He's spoken to this a number of times. And here's the problem, Evie. The fourth estate has chosen sides now. You know, we had the fourth estate, the media, they were supposed to expose light. They're supposed to be independent. And so they would keep the three branches, keep some light. But we didn't write this democracy in this republic with the idea that the media would be part of one of the two parties. And so now the media is not there to expose the lies. The media is not there to show the globalistic, um, you know, monitoring, if you will, and manipulation. Uh, and so it's organizations like Susan B. Anthony that the, the pressure's on you guys uh, to do this and to do it well. So, I mean, how, how can people get involved with the fight that you guys are waging right now? Well, I mean, you raise a great point. I've just got to speak to it because, Scott, I work with the media every day. And let me tell you, it is a battlefield. They are yeah. the gatekeepers for the pro-abortion lobby and the left. That is why... Kamala Harris can get on there and not even give you a single limit. Yeah. Jen Psaki, Karine Jean-Pierre, they know they yep. don't have to list a single one because they're not going to nope. get pressed outside of uh, maybe Fox News. You know, they're not going to get yeah. pressed. So they know that um, they can give that and that's enough. And they're not going to the gatekeepers in the media are just going to go ahead and advance the narrative. I have so many women that I talk to, that I work with, that have unplanned pregnancies, that have gone and connected with pregnancy resource centers, that have had amazing stories with their children. Ask me how many times the top-tier national media, the corporate media, you know, advances their stories in post-real America. Oh, None. They that's all it they is. don't exist. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So uh, and I, I, I want you to stay with me. to get involved. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, and we're going to we're gonna go to a heart, heartbreak, uh, you know, Powers greater than me are telling me to go to heartbreak. <laughs> but I want to talk about this because one thing I was reading the stuff you sent out is about this um, Women's Health Protection Act. And it's amazing at how they label these bills and they put these false titles on them. And kind of something you said earlier, they just redefine words. Uh, Jay Vernon McGee mm -hmm. used to say, we're all speaking the same language, but we're using different dictionaries. Uh, and one thing that we got to do on the right is we got to take back the dictionary. So uh, stay with me, EB. We're going to go to heartbreak. We'll be back after these commercial breaks, and we're talking about the good fight, and that good fight today is about protecting the unborn. We'll be right back after these commercial messages. Hi, I'm Ronnie Deutsch, and if you or your business owe money to the IRS, I've got great news for you. Tax laws have changed. Billions of dollars are earmarked for IRS Fresh Start programs. And if you qualify, you can literally save tens of thousands of dollars. Listen, I know what you're going through. Call me if you want to speak with a tax attorney or tax professional for free. 800-246-1687. 800-246-1687. My show is about helping people become all they were created to be. Well, we all occupy a body, and we don't know how it works. We were born into it. But, man, that's a machine. And when you understand how that machine works, then you can work it more effectively. 
That's my outcome, to help people be able to make better decisions, have some hope, be inspired to be better today than they were yesterday, to live their life like it matters. Like It Matters Radio with Scott Black. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. Today, we're talking about fighting the good fight. You know, I believe uh, as warriors, when I talk, use the term warriors, it's different than what a lot of people are talking about. Uh, the Bible is pretty clear that we do not fight uh, like normal earth dwellers. Our battle is not with flesh and blood. It's the spiritual forces. Those that haven't read any Jonathan Kahn's work, boy, uh, the return of the gods uh, and then the Josiah prophecy, boy, if it doesn't put it right there, you want to know what's going on in America, uh, just uh, look what happened in the, in the Valley of Inman. Uh, look what happened in the worship of Molech where they killed their children for beneficial treatment by the, the Canaanite gods. Uh, and re- Israel has not recovered from that yet uh, and won't until God says. So uh, there's a lot of similarities between what happened in Israel a long time ago and what's happening in America today. And if we don't get this ship right, there's going to be a lot of problems. We're supposed to fight the good fight, warriors. If you're married, you need to be fighting for the innocence of your marital bed. If you have children, you should be the fighting for the innocence of our children because they're working to get them at five and six. Do you know why? Because Dr. Alfred Adler told us by the time a child is five years old, the majority of their map of reality is in place, their basic belief system, the structure of how they connect all meaning is majority of it's already in place. If you got a company, uh, a service, a product, you got to fight for market share. You got to fight for shelf space. And so you got to figure out as a warrior what's worth fighting for because proper preparation prevents piss poor performance. And I would much rather be a warrior and prepared for a battle that does not take place than not be prepared for one that does. And today is the ultimate battle. Today we're talking about the battle for the unborn. Who protects our unborn? Uh, in Israel, when they sacrificed their children, paid a deep price with the God of the Bible. And America, as we sacrifice, I don't know, somewhere over 60 million children, uh, God said there's an accounting due. And today we're talking with Evie. She's uh, with uh, Susan B. Anthony Association. We love Susan B. Anthony, Pro-Life America. It's a phenomenal organization. If you do not support them, if you're not on their mailing list, then shame on you. And I'm just playing, no shame, no shame. But you need to be a part of the organization. So let's welcome back Evie. Thanks again, Evie, for joining us. Thank you, Scott. Thank you so much for having me and really just being so bold to talk about pro-life in America. Well, you're welcome. Tell me about this, this fake bill. I mean, it's incredible. I I have a little bit of a political background, so I know how they label bills, like the Build Back America Mm. bill, right? So the Women's Health Protection Act, you know, that sounds like such a great bill. Tell us about this bill that the Democrats are working to push through. Yeah, I mean, you laid it out clearly. With the title, rarely matches what's inside. But we, in pro-life communities, we really understand that this is the Abortion on Demand Act. You heard before the break Kamala Harris say, "No, no, no, we want to restore the protections of Roe." Um, but then, when she was pressed on what that meant exactly, where would you limit abortions? You know, what week? She said, "No, no, 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 no." And that is because. Kamala Harris, Joe Biden, and today's Democrats have tried to advance federal legislation called the so-called Women's Health Protection Act. They tried multiple times, and they're going to keep trying. And this bill really 
would strip all of the pro-life protections that have happened in this country since the Dobbs decision, since the overturning of Roe. And it would take all of those away. It would also take parental consent away for your child. You know, for a child, if they're considering abortion, the parent would not have to consent or be notified. It takes away the 24-hour waiting periods for women to just consider if this is the right idea. We have those in place for a reason so they can consider. We have the mandatory ultrasound. They would not even get a window into the womb to see their child before they did this. Um, it would also take away conscience laws for people that are have religious or ethical you know, objections to performing the abortion for the medical community, for doctors and, and medical staff. I mean, it really would strip all of these protections, and this is what they are asking for with taxpayer dollars. This is not hyperbole. I encourage everyone to go on and read the bill for yourself online. It's accessible, and this is why we've just got to keep telling people about it. This is what they are doing on the federal level. That's just scary. It's it's hard to recognize this country anymore. And, you know, I, I, I play a psychologist on weekends. I do leadership training that goes pretty deep. But <laughs> I see exactly what they're doing. It's distraction. They've made this man, call, it whatever, call him whatever you want, Trump, whatever his name you want to give him, they've made him the boogeyman. And so you've got to fear the boogeyman. And so what they've done is they've done it so – it's been an incredible battle. People are being manipulated. So if you can get everybody to fear Trump and then anything that Trump was for is bad and anything that Trump was not for is good. And that's really – if you look about what's going on with Biden, all he's done is done the opposite of everything Trump from the border wall, everything. Uh, and it's scary because somehow in the middle, this abortion is being ratcheted up and being and push through abortion on demand all under the guise of you know trump is evil and biden's decent I, uh, to me evie that's what i see going on and if this message is not somehow removed from that uh, man it scares me because we're babies uh man there's no protection and it's getting worse and worse and uh, what is your hope what what is your hope what is the path forward to get this fixed what what do we do well, you're right, Scott. I think what happens is people in, in America, people in the states say, I've got, I'm going to put my political jersey on and I'm just going to go, you know, with whatever this person says. Um, but I've got to encourage those people who are putting their Biden jersey on. Please look at the legislation that he and his administration and the Democrats are advancing on abortion. I mean, they are really trying to emulate this. We have seven states plus D.C. that have no limits abortion right now in America. No limits? No limits? No limits for any reason. And not even even the language that is. It's Alaska, Colorado, Maine, New Jersey, New Mexico, Oregon, Vermont, and then where I'm at in Washington, D.C. And this is not shrouded in confusing language. This is literally states for any reason, all trimesters, all nine months. So these are states that are not hiding it. And that is what they are advancing right now. They want us to look like those states. And so that's why I know it might be hard for some people to recognize or believe, but know that it is happening already, and this is the direction they want us to go.
You know, it's being sold out there that Roe v. Wade, now that Roe v. Wade's been, quote, overturned, like uh, abortions being, oh my gosh, it's, I see commercials for New Mexico, now it makes sense, on my Roku, I see commercials out in New Mexico, I live in Dallas, out in New Mexico, mm-hmm. talk about women's health, and just go, we'll, we'll pay for your, tri- uh, we'll pay for your uh, trip down there, come to New Mexico, and you can get anything done, all women's health is available, so that's what that's about, that's why I'm seeing these commercials. Yeah, Scott, I talked to a young girl the other day, a beautiful, amazing young woman. She was brought by someone to go get an abortion in New Mexico. She's from Texas. They took her over there. She acknowledges that she was coerced into it. She went to New Mexico because they have all trimester abortions. She went and got the abortion. When she got back to Texas, she said she did not stop bleeding. She had to go to the emergency room. She was terrified. It was awful. You heard LaFonza Butler earlier. It's all about protecting abortion, not the women. It's about the altar Mm. of abortion versus the individual needs of the woman and her child. Wow. Wow. And you know what I see is an attack all the way around on children. You know, I heard that the 4,000% increase uh, in something like five years or something on on children who now identify as non-binary. I saw a 400% increase on teenage mastectomies. Boys and girls are getting their bodies mutilated, uh, making emotional decisions, decisions based on pathos. I mean, there's dysphoria. We've always had teenage dysphoria. I don't know. I'm sure you're beautiful woman, but I know I felt awkward as a teenager. My lips were so big, they flapped in the wind, you know, and the hormones coming in. I mean, I didn't know who I was. And it seems like there's this attack on young people, and they're allowed to make decisions. We can't decide on who we sleep with. We can't decide on having a drink, but we can decide to get an abortion. We can decide to get our bodies mutilated. I mean, this is scary as a parent, uh, and we, we've got to get in the game. I want to ask you a personal question, if you don't mind, real quick, Evie. Why is this your good fight? What made the the protecting the unborn, what made it EB's good fight? If you don't mind, just give me a minute. What drove you to this point? Well, I have two major reasons. Um, most people don't realize that this is not normal, what's happening right now in the States. We are one of seven countries in the world who allow abortion past five months. Only one in seven. And we're alongside human rights abusers like China and North Korea. I grew up in Taiwan. I was a missionary kid. I grew up there for uh, 16 years of my life, and I really had a front-row view of the um, all-trimester, no-limits abortion uh, position that China had. And I remember hearing these stories of just young girls targeted because they weren't worthy for abortion. But they were targeted for abortion, and and then even outlawed ultrasound at a certain time because they didn't want people to know and target the girls. Um, And so it it just really imprinted on me. And then I've got to tell you, Scott, just really personally, I um, had two unplanned pregnancies by the age of 22. And I had people speaking into my life in the most vulnerable time of my life telling me to get an abortion. And I've got to tell you, I'm so thankful that I did not listen to them, that I had people every step of my journey that helped me. And now my son is 18 and my daughter's 15. Oh, praise God. I love the personal story. I like to get personal because this is personal for you, and it should be for all of us. Real quick, how do they get a hold of Susan B. Anthony Association? How can they be involved? Could you give us the information? Absolutely. Educate yourself as much as you possibly can and activate your voices. Please go to sbaprolife.org to learn more. Awesome. Evie, thank you so much. God bless you for the work you're doing, and uh, you have an ally here. Anything I can do to promote what you guys are doing, you let me know, okay? 
I'm so thankful for you, Scott, and your listeners. Thank you. All right. God bless you, Evie. Bye-bye. So, you know, we had Evie on talking about this is her uh, good fight. But the, stay tuned for the last segment because we got to figure out what's your good fight? What's my good fight? I think what Evie has is a great fight because, man, how do you protect people who can't protect themselves? All this is about, that's what the, the, the movement is about removing this abortion on demand. Whether you're for it or against it, we can all agree that at no limitations at any time, that's not right, that's not proper, that's not humane, and that's definitely not godly. Stay tuned. After the break, we're going to wrap this up and help you figure out what's your good fight. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. You've had a difference in your relationship with God, too. Tell me about that. Um, yeah, I was I was raised in a church, uh, and I kind of stepped away uh, in, in my adult life. And this class kind of brought me right back to, to my faith. And that's a huge, huge part of my life that's just been missing. And I just, I, I feel rejuvenated, if that makes sense, that, you know, knowing that God's walking right next to me every day, every night. You know, he's right here for me and everyone else for that matter. But he's here for, for me right yeah. now. And you have some peace, don't you? Oh, it's 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 really amazing. Sorry, I'm gonna get emotional, That's okay. but it's 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 amazing. It's an amazing feeling inside my heart. Like It Matters unique approach allows people to see, hear, and experience leadership in motion. Like It Matters Radio. Radio Like It Matters. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio Like It Matters. Inspiration, education, and application. Man, what a great guest. E.V. Osment. You know, uh... You know, that last question I had threw it in there, uh, wanted to know, you know, what, what made uh, protecting the innocent, the unborn, what made that her good fight? And, you know, it was a question I almost didn't ask. I was going to ask at the beginning, but uh, I wanted to make sure I gave her proper time to, uh, to talk about her good fight. But, man, what such a great answer. We're all driven by something, ladies and gentlemen. We don't do anything just to do it. We're driven by our past. Good, bad, right, wrong. You know, one thing my wife told me about a year ago, she goes, you know, honey, well, I, I see what you did. And I said, what do you mean? She said, when you were a little kid, you always believed that there was no one there for you, that, you know, all these people tell you how good you are and this and that, but then you they let you go home to a home where you're being abused and beaten and alcoholism and all kinds of, you know, white trash stuff going on. And so she said, you know what you did? You became what you didn't have. And that's powerful because I'm driven. You know, I can honestly say today I am thankful uh, for my childhood. And at 58 years old, uh, it took me about 50 years to have come to the realization that without my past, without the trauma, without the drama, without the pain, without the hurt, without the abandonment, without the not being enough, without that deep existential pain, did I have any value? Did I matter at all? It was that deep existential pain and unknowing and fear and doubt and worry that drove me to work on myself, to clean myself up. And so I've been doing leadership training for 31 years. You can go to likeitmatters.net to read about it. 
I've been doing this radio show. This is going on my ninth year now. And the first thing I ever did when I asked God, they approached me and said, hey, we'd like you to do a radio show. And the first time ever in my life, I said, let me check with God. Let me see if God wants me to. I've been doing leadership training for 31 years. And really the last 12, it's been basic. I've been just taking orders. I've been ready to go home, be with my Lord, and be with Daddy. But God told me about four months ago that, hey, I'm not done with you yet. You ain't going anywhere. It's time to get back in the game. Scott Black, come forth. I'd had a Lazarus moment. And then God's telling me, hey, this radio show, this podcast is going to be a top 1% podcast. and getting ready. But Jay, with uh, Like It Matters, uh, I'm sorry, with Law Enforcement Day Radio, Jay says, you know, yeah, you know, Like It Matters, what does that mean? You know, people aren't Googling like it matters. So when I created like it matters, when you live your life like it matters, it does. You know, the it became the normalization. What does it mean? Like it matters. What's it? Your life, your purpose, your reason for living. Well, what I'm doing now, God's calling call me to remove, to bring some conciseness, some clarity. And so I know this, there are three things that I do really well, at least Jay says, thinks so. I, I love my Lord, my God. I can explain things spiritually and scripturally in ways that some people don't. I just get it. I don't know why, but God's gave me that light. So you'll never hear me talking for a long period of time without God coming out of my mouth, without scripture, without verse, without forgiveness, without mercy, without grace, without Jesus, because he's the purpose for my existence. He's the one that created me. He's the one that gave me everything I have, and he's the one that all goes back to. Number two, personal improvement. I am under construction. I believe in constant and never-ending improvement. I believe in courageous and never-ending improvement. Can I? Personal development, personal growth. You know what? I can't control who I was yesterday, but I can control how I show up today and who I become. That I can control. So can you, and I can help you. And the third thing is logotherapy the purpose-driven life, the reason why. Why, Daddy? Why, Mommy? Why did he say that to her, Daddy? Why did they do that, Daddy? Why did they? Don't you see? We're little meaning makers. And so as I'm working at Clarity, I realize that I do warrior training. I've had wayofthewarrior.blog. I've had been sending out a daily scripture manna. For about 12, 13, 14 years, I'm terrible at time. If you go to my training, you'll know why. Because <laughs> I teach you how to still time. I'll teach you in two days to experience two weeks of life. So many people miss more than they experience in life. Not me. When you're fully present in the now moment, life slows down. Time slows down. You experience a lot more. It's a nut. It's a nutrient-dense organism. And sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> so wayofwarrior.training will be the new site. It's Way of Warrior. And if you're a warrior, you've got to figure out what is your good fight because that's what we're supposed to be fighting is the good fight. And what I do, I love. I love get, hearing from listeners. I will not share this person's name, but I got this letter yesterday, Tuesday, October 10th, 2023 at 12, 16 p.m. The title being, Our Bodies Are Carbon-Based. Quote, Hi, Mr. Black. I'm not going to tell you the guy's name. Uh, I love your show and share it quite often. You remind me uh, of me a little bit. Does that sound bad? How? Well, a little bit about me, very little. Basically, I had a good upbringing, but my mom would get verbally abusive from time to time in her frustration. Sometimes I wish you were never born, stuff like that. 
I was given no outwardly obvious natural gifts from God. My upbringing did give me intelligence, determination, thick skin. I was also a very hard worker when I wasn't causing chaos. At 19, I met a girl who loved and encouraged me. Her family did too. I also got booted out of the Navy when I was 19 after only a month. I returned home and worked in a factory. There, I eventually became an HVAC technician. At 23, I married the girl. At 26, Jesus found me. At 29, I became a manager. At 30, I started a business, built it to 90 employees, won awards, then sold it at 42. My little sister died suddenly the same year on her birthday and mine. Happy birthday. My faith was in a grow or die place. I chose to grow. Took a year off. Started another business of 44, this time with my wife, and this time marketing and manufacturing. Built it into a nationwide brand. Sold it 10 years later, 2010, at 54 and retired. Today, 67, I manage our investments, mentor people, manage our charity and play, collect and race cars, hike, mountain bike, and love Jesus and lift him up as best as I can. So why did I write? Share this with you. This is one of the things I teach people especially those who are dying, and it relates to what you are trying to express, which is in my subject line. Quote, you are not a man with a spirit. You're a spirit with a body. One will die. One will live on. Never forget that. And then he said this at the end. Feel free to use it. <laughs> now, why did I share that? Here's this guy who listened to my show for a while. Listen to his story. See, everybody has a story. That's what George Bernard Shaw's story was about. If you go back and live your life all over again, George, who would you be? And he thought about it for a moment. He said, you know what? If I could live my life all over again, and I could be anybody I wanted to be, I would be the George Bernard Shaw that I could have been. And what he was talking about, taking all his fear, all his doubt, all his limiting belief systems from his past and getting rid of it and stepping in to his full potential. See, that's what I do. And it is warrior training. But it's more than that. You know, I've been sending out wayofwarrior.blog, and it's uh, for over 12, 13, 14 years, I believe. I don't know how long. been a long time. And when I construct my daily word text, I address the words to three different roles because I believe living a life of significance happens when Colossians 3.23 and Deuteronomy 6.5 cross, right? Deuteronomy 6.5 is whatever you do, uh, I mean, so, uh, Colossians 3.23, whatever you do, work hardly as for the Lord, not for men. And Deuteronomy 6.5, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. If you want to live a life of significance then we need to know how to do that. And the three roles of significant living will allow this person to live their lives like it matters. This is the warrior training. First of all, warriors, we're called to fight the good fight of faith. God says it's impossible to please him without faith, and faith is nothing more than a bunch of BS. It's a belief system. And everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief system. So we're called to wage the battle of the mind. Paul, in much of his writing, uses warrior metaphors. We are called to fight the good fight, to put on the armor of God, to hold our thoughts captive. See, that's what I do. I teach you how to work. I teach you the toolbox that God gave you. Then leader. We live in a world where people are looking for people to follow. Whether we're talking about social media or daily actions, people are looking for people to follow. Are you an example of what they should be? Are you an example of what they would never want to be? And then the, the third term I use 
is conduit. You see, there are only two vessels that we as human beings can be, a cistern or a conduit. A cistern holds things. It's a vase, a vase, a, a cup or a bowl. But a conduit is a pass-through agent. The Dead Sea is one of the lowest places on the earth. A few underground waterways feed the Dead Sea, but nothing flows out of the Dead Sea. That's why it's the Dead Sea. Don't be a Dead Sea leader. We're fighting the good fight. What you got to do is figure out what is your good fight. Join us daily. I'll help you figure it out. I'm Mr. Black reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. You have been listening to Mr. Black, Master Trainer for Like It Matters. Please find us on Facebook by searching LIM Radio. Make sure to follow us, like our posts, and share with others. Also, search YouTube for Like It Matters. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel. And for more information on how we can help you live life like it matters, go to likeitmatters.net where you can find more information on our transformational training, our life coaching, counseling, our radio show, and other ways we help you continue the journey of living life like it matters.